How do you do, fellow kids? Welcome to Folk Craft. I'm your host, Temperance Alden. Today, I'm going to be talking about deities and the resurgence of the pressure to find one and somehow validate yourself as a practitioner using them. This is going to be more of an open chat more than anything else. Um, you know, someone's probably going to say, oh, this is all hot takes. And the truth is, these are all like lukewarm to ice cold takes at best. Um, but it's just something that's really been weighing on my mind recently is this resurgence in the importance of deities and the prioritization of deities and how that maybe does or doesn't intersect with folk magic. When we're talking about folk magic and witchcraft, these are two words that can go hand in hand with religious or they can be a religious. Um, you know, these words are really a reclaiming of some sort of power and if your witchcraft is not religious, meaning it, it doesn't stem from a religious tradition or a mystical tradition, should I say rather, um, you know, so we're talking at that point, you know, Wicca would be a religious form that uses witchcraft. Uh, Catholicism has heavy mysticism. Um, there are tons of other types of mysticism and magic within organized religion. That's a podcast all on its own. Um, but, you know, if you're functioning in the secular, quote unquote, secular world of witchcraft, you know, what does that mean? Is it um, it's not necessarily atheistic, although there are people that, you know, argue for um, atheistic paganism and witchcraft. But that's really kind of beside the point. If you're functioning in the secular section of paganism and witchcraft in that portion of the community, then you're not really reliant on a deity, on a god per se. You know, there are many other fill-in words that people use to describe what they're doing, whether they call it um, the universe or the guides or the spirits or even just themselves. You know, that is a valid part of witchcraft. I also don't think that it does a beginner any benefit to come into the community and feel pressured right away to make a really big decision. When we talk about deity work, um, I feel like it often gets degraded because it's like, oh, I work with this deity because they do X, Y, Z for me. But when we approach the divine in a relationship, we should really be taken out of the picture a little bit, you know, and what do I mean by that? When we approach the divine, it should not come from a selfish place. It should not come from a place of you have, I want trade deal. You know, we can form some of those relationships with deities, with spirits to be um, kind of mutually beneficial. However, we need deities way more than they would ever need us. And on top of that, it's not required to work with a deity to make witchcraft or magic effective so we teach this principle to beginners like oh you need to work with a deity i work with xyz you know we have some of the more popular ones that have maintained status or gained in status anytime you have a god or deity from any culture or mythology that gets turned into an action hero movie person then you have groups of people pop up for those we have the pop culture deities related to like movies um so you know we have all these deities and people when they're first starting out they're looking for signs and everything right and a lot of the early literature that people pick up even still to this day wake up by scott cunningham is a popular read for beginners so we have people picking up these books and saying okay i need to find a deity and they look around and they say okay well like i kind of connect to this person 
or I kind of connect to that person, and they don't sit in their craft, and they don't sit with themselves, and there's not much internal development happening, right? Like, the when you first come into this community, you are going to be a very different person than the person you're going to be a year from then, two years from then, so on and so forth. And so we push this narrative onto our beginners that they somehow need to pick a god and they need to pick a deity. And to be honest, they don't. And we should be more forthcoming with what does deity work mean? What's the importance of it? What's the relevance of it? How do you do it in a respectful manner? How do you do it in a way that connects you to the divine rather than pits you almost against them? You know, when we come into our power, um, and that's not some, you know, I turned 16 and signed my name in a book, but when you step into your full power, knowing that you are magic, you are a spirit, you contain all the necessary ingredients to make magic effective. When you step into that power and that confidence, um, you don't need a deity to act as a middleman. You know, that really models after the Christian prayer model. So we're talking, I pray to God for X, Y, Z, God, or, you know, and depending on what religion, are you pray to Jesus and then Jesus goes to God, or you pray to God and God acts as an intermediary determining whether you can or cannot have this thing. Um, witchcraft and folk magic, you know, you're affecting that change. You're saying, I want XYZ to occur, and then XYZ occurs. So when we tell people, oh, you need to work with a deity, we're lying to them. And I think that should be said more. I think we should be showing our beginners that it's okay to be a beginner. There's no rush, right? If you're coming into the path of witchcraft or paganism, it should be a lifelong journey of exploration. There's no requirement to be quote unquote advanced like in the first year. You know, I actually really do like in a lot of the Wiccan books, they talk about a year and a day. I really like that model because it shows that you're invested in this path at the pace in which you're going to grow. Like you don't have to learn advanced concepts in a month just because you've joined it and the internet is pushing that topic. Like you get to explore and go down each path and be like, you know what? I'm super interested in learning about traditional witchcraft. And then you're like, mm, you know, maybe this isn't for me. And you kind of back out and you can stick your finger in so many different pies and see what works and what doesn't. And you could get to keep what works and what doesn't. Now, you know, there are boundaries there in terms of closed practices, cultural appropriation. Um, but there's nothing that stops you from exploring the different types of magic, the different communities that exist um, seeing where you fit, what kind of pantheons you're even attracted to. Maybe you decide that you want to work with, you know, a pantheon that's not as popular. Once you relax into that journey, spend time being a beginner. That's the most magical part of the journey. It's so liminal. You're so fresh with ideas and possibilities and potential. And that's when a lot of the growth happens. And it doesn't need to be forced. It doesn't need to be pressured it happens in exploring and doing things wrong and realizing what went wrong. You know, the first few spells you do and then as you continue as a practitioner, not every spell you do is going to be perfect. It's not going to be great. It's, they're not all going to work. And determining, okay, well, this works, this doesn't. Here's why I think that didn't work. Formulaic as you can get. I mean, I don't know. It's not super specific, but, you know, you have your intention. You do your little spell to manifest your intention. And then you go out there and you start working towards that intention you start progressing towards where you want to be you know and that process doesn't require a deity you can send something out into the universe without being like here god he, goddess 
XYZ, um, bring my will out into the world, manifest it. Like, that's, like, a pretty lowly job for God to do. Not going to lie. Like, if I was a God and some human just, like, called me in to do some bullshit for them, oh, God, I'd be so furious. I'd be so mad. Um, and so, you know, I really reserve, if I'm working with a deity for spell work, I reserve that for something that's pretty serious through the dramatics and theater performance of the internet you know we have people normalizing this type of deity work that requires like a deity to be in the room my deity said xyz to me about this thing and like my deity was communicating with me and i had coffee i had breakfast i had brunch with my deity and it's like it's not happening for most people most people aren't hearing their deities or seeing their deities so if you're a beginner and you're like, why isn't a deity reaching out to me? Or, you know, oh, I think this specific one specific deity is reaching out to me. Are they reaching out to you or are they just popular on the internet? Are they not reaching out to you because you can't hear them? Because most people can't hear them. You know, these are things that we need to be more honest about and be like, okay, this was this was for the for the bit. This was for the internet. Or this is something I want to experience or this is something that's normal to experience or it's not normal to experience. Um, I just think we owe our beginners a little bit more transparency in how we are and how practices run because beginners just want to see if they're doing it right. They just want confirmation that they're on the right path. And if we, the established practitioners of the internet that we are, if we can't give them that, then where are they going to find it? So... Those are kind of my thoughts. If you want to support the show, I do have a Patreon. Um, all of the tiers support the show. On Patreon, you'll have access to early episodes and the full cuts. I probably won't be editing like anything off of the episodes. Um, so that is where you can support me. My name is Temperance Alton. I'm the author of the book Year of the Witch. It released last year and its one year birthday is coming up pretty soon, November 1st. So... Um, yeah, I hope you guys have a lovely day and I will see you next episode.